This is Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered, insider secrets for digital marketing success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. The topic for today's episode is search in the GPT AI world. Here to speak with me is David Wilson the EVP Digital Marketing and Analytics of Sosimus. David has over 20 years of experience in digital marketing, working both in-house and with agencies. He has successfully grown leads and revenue for a wide range of clients ranging from SMBs to Fortune 100 in both B2B and B2C. Currently, he oversees the digital marketing team at Sosimus Agency and provides paid media, social media, SEO, and analytics services. David, welcome to the show. Stefan, thank you very much for having me here. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. David, before we start talking about today's topic, tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did you get started in your career and uh, what led you to leading the digital marketing team at Sassimus? It's a great question. So I got started a long, long time ago. And like pre-Google to sedate myself, I was working for a, um, for a small internet company. It was an were ISP at the time. We had these business clients who came to us and said, um, this internet thing, you know, we want to build a website on it. So I built websites. And then they asked the question, well, how's people going to find it? And I found that um, driving people to, to the website way much more enjoyable than building a website because driving people, it was numbers-based. It's like we either succeeded or we didn't. It wasn't a... I don't like that, but I can't tell you why and the color or, or the layout and the website. So, so that's, that's how I got started. And my career has taken me from, you know, big agencies, working with the holding companies and, and the big companies. It just spoke about smaller agencies and affiliate markets in-house. Um, and then about four and a half years ago, I moved over to, um, to Zosimus. I had been in-house um, for a B2B um, SaaS company. They were in the process of getting sold. And I got this opportunity to, to work with, um, you know, a friend of mine who was working with an agency in Boston. And um, as you said, looking over there, paid search, SEO, analytics, and SEO. Um, and it has been really enjoyable for me to actually go back into having a wide variety of clients. We're mainly in, you know, higher ed and finance. Medical devices are our three big niches, but, you know, we, we cover a wide group of clients. So that, that gives me really good perspective about what's going on across the whole internet instead of just like SaaS marketing where that's, that's all I'm focused on. Um, it's, it's a much better, more gratifying um, overall viewpoint that I get to see now. Interesting that you say that. Um, I've never worked on client side, you know, um, but I always wondered if it gets boring at some point. Yeah, what's boring. Um, when you work at the client, um, just because th that's one client, I mean, Sure, there are different challenges that you have there too, but it's not as wide as when you have different clients from different industries with different challenges, etc. Mm -hmm. I was lucky in that the boss I had at, um, at Ipswich who got bought by um, Progress Software was I kept getting promoted. So I started off with SEO and paid and, and that sort of got expanded into working with a um, RevOps team to then handing out working with a um, BDM team that was... Um, we had one in Galway Island and, 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 and one in Medellin, Colombia. So, so I was able to sort of expand that. So I wasn't just working on running ad, ads accounts, you know, for a period of time. I got to look at 
a whole variety of different pay tactics and specific to B2B, which, which was really good. But I think how it helps me in an agency standpoint is it allows me to sit in the seat of the client and say, if I was a client, I would be asking this. Mm-hmm. And, and in, you know, and my team, you know, especially when I first started, my team would just look at me like, you know, what are you saying? And we'd go into a meeting, right? And the client would ask that same question. And so I think that's why in-house is, is really useful from an agency standpoint. It lets you understand the pain points the client is going through. Um, and I think it helps develop better solutions. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, ChatGPT. Something that kind of <laughs> popped up last year uh, for the majority of people, I mean, for people that are in the AI world, they were aware of what was going on for that. But for, for the majority yeah. of people, that word just, just popped up everywhere. You know, um, mm-hmm. businesses started to kind of um, look at it. What can we use it for, etc. And then kind of, I think that was with ChatGPT3. And now just recently, I think, as we record this, I think about two, three weeks ago, ChatGPT4 was released, which is yeah. a huge improvement to, to the third version, obviously. Um, and as such, as such as kind of improving, the question always comes up, how can it be used for different industries, right? So wherever you, the listener, is, is working in, you know, whatever challenges you have, can a solution like ChatGPT or any AI solution help you overcome certain challenges, improve certain things. So today we want to talk about search, but let's start off a little bit wider. How will ChatGPT or AI tools impact marketing, David? Well, I think that, as you said, it's like, you know, if we'd had this conversation this first week of April, first week in January, it'd have been like, you know, what is this thing? It's amazing how much has happened in, in a quarter. It really is remarkable. So answering the question, how will it help marketers? Well, I think we've seen already, if you're in content production, blog writing, if you're doing um, video scripts, if you're doing social media captions, social media hashtags, things of that nature, you know, this saves so much time that, you know, it might take a, a week to do a blog post. Well, now, now it's a day, right? And the chat GDP will give you the first version. Your editor can then work on it, but now they're working from something that's, that's half developed, right? It really, it really shuts that down. So if you use it well, speed to market really, really decreases. And I think for a lot of companies, the faster they get into market is that where, that's where they win, right? Mm-hmm. That, that allows them to get something to market, to iterate, to test and to grow. Um, and they can, if the more frequently they can do that, I believe the more the likelihood of them being successful is. So, so I, th- I think you have that part. And that's the part that everyone talks about, right? That's, that's what all the tools are. I'm really excited about the, the plugins, which are now coming to, um, chat GTP four. Um, so Zappy is already on there. Um, I think Instacart's on there, right? So I can see chat GTP four being a dashboard. Um, that, that you go to and it's connected to your Salesforce and your HubSpot and your Marketo and your Shopify, right? And you can, be, and you can, be, and you can ask it the email campaign that we sent out over the weekend. What was the open rate? And, you know, how much revenue did I get? And how many of them were from new customers in plain language? And you will get that answer in like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. You don't have to contact three people on your team 
or the one person on your team and add that to your list that you can do that. So the ability to get data, I think, is, is really going to fundamentally change how we, how we market going forward because we'll have more data that's going to be widely available. So, so there's that. And I think that's the part that everybody's focused on. The, the other part and the part that really interests me is how does this impact search? Right. We've spent the last 20 years going to Google, right? And we type it in and we get t- 10 blue links. We trust that there's the best answer and, and we go from there. In l- early February, I got a um, Bing, Bing chat, right? I had a- access to that. Totally changed how I looked at search. Cause once you've had a chat experience, which is similar to a chat GTP experience, mm-hmm. but once you've used that, you're like, well, why, why do I need 10 links? I want the answer. And that's what ChatGTP gives us, whether it's BARD or Bing or ChatGTP4, it gives us the answer to the question that, that we have. And, and once you've experienced that enough, it's really, really difficult to go back to the other part. And I think also with that is that what I find fascinating is that the chatbots lead you down a buyer's journey. You can ask them a generic question, you know, tell me about network monitoring software, right? And that will give you a nice answer. And then it will give you three questions, right? Which, which one of these are you interested in? If you, we do higher ed, if you're talking about a university, a school, it gives you three options. Invariably, those are not the options that the marketing department and the school or the software company think that you should be going down. But for some reason, the AI disagrees with that based on all the data that they have. And I think that a lot of marketing departments that will need to have to start to look at what are these paths? You know, what is this new buyer's journey that I have to be aware of? Because I, I thought it was something different than what it looks to be now. And I need to adjust. Yeah. Now, one thing that really came, comes to mind here is probably the need for asking more detailed questions. So even if you have a very generic question, you will have to add a lot of buffer around it to explain exactly what you want. If I just ask, you know, I want to buy a blue shirt, right? Or what is the best blue shirt? The system bias will give me an answer. Mm-hmm. But if I say, I want to uh, tell me the best blue shirt and give me five options, I would assume the system giving me five options so that I then can make decisions. Or I want to have a blue shirt with certain characteristics, right? Cut, yes. size, you name it. So when we go to search engines, and I mean, you and I, we are educated search marketers. So we should know and probably know how to use the search engine. But the, the average Joe might just type things in, they will have, those people have to learn how to properly use that system to get the most out of them and not being, as you said, let down a biased journey. I totally agree. I think that um, there's two parts of that. I think there's a job career path for somebody around how good you are at these prompts. I think you can have a super valuable asset within a company, position within a company, if you're really good at understanding the prompts. But I would go, go back, if you're the, the average consumer, most consumers didn't know how to, how to use Google, mm-hmm. right? And, and you would go, and you do the same thing in Google, right? You would type in blue shirt, and then you realize, well, that doesn't help me. 
yeah. right? Now I need to get specific with my search. You know, it's like I'm in I'm in Southern New Hampshire, right? And if, so if I'm looking to buy something, I end up putting, you know, in New Hampshire, near me, something mm-hmm. like that, right? So the search term got expanded for that. And I think the chat GDP will, and will get the same treatment and will, that will evolve over the next six to nine months. So you're basically banking on people self-educating themselves and learning how to get the most out of, out of that form of, of finding information. Yes and no. So yes, I think that the early adopters and for, you know, I think there's a, would learn that by themselves. Mm-hmm. I think the chat AI, because it's already creating decision trees for you based on your answer that will take you down different paths. I think that, that as that will evolve, people will say, Oh yeah, now that's the detail that I was looking for. And it will, it will click on that. So I think the AI will get better, which will help direct. And I think we as humans will get a little better at adding, adding the prompts. If we wouldn't have cookies disappearing, this could be a great thing, right? Because if you have cookies, you could store previous information in those cookies. And therefore, you would learn about the person at the end of the day, right? You would learn what their preferences are, what they like, what they dislike, size, color, you name it. And therefore, that search engine on your machine could become so much more knowledgeable about you, really personalized. I think, yeah, I think there's, and I think there's two parts. Me as an individual, the ability to be able to tie Google Drive, Microsoft Office, all of that together with a chat that's privacy dr- driven just for me mm-hmm. would be phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I spent half my day searching something in Outlook or, or Google Drive. It's like, where yeah. did I put that file? So, mm-hmm. so I think that would be great. I think from a consumer standpoint, The, the interesting thing with the chat is all of this conversation is not taking place on your website. It's not on Gap, right? Mm-hmm. It's taking place on chat or on Bing, but um, you don't get to the website. So all of this money that you've spent on, on branding and how your website looks and the colors and all of that doesn't really apply unless you show up in the search, mm-hmm. right? Unless you're one of these reference sources that says, you know, these are the three or four sources that we think is relevant to this. And if you're not one of those, you don't show up in the search. And mm-hmm. if you don't show up in the search, you're never going to get any search engine traffic. And that's this situation. I think going to be really tough for businesses the second half of the year. Let's, let's stay with this for a second because, you know, Obviously, search is a medium where people go, they have a need, and they look for information. It's different to display advertising where we are bombarded with advertisement, whether we like it or not, right, based on what Mm -hmm. we've done before. But with search, if if I start with a very generic topic, I can go on a journey in discovering, again, obviously, I like shirts. (laughs) (laughs) I like to buy a shirt. So that's my journey. That's where I start. And now I find out about all these companies that have the shirts that I like, whether it's a cut, size, color, you name it, right? But I go to mm-hmm. a journey. The further I go down the funnel, the more narrow my searches will be and the narrower also uh, I will be in regards to what I like and what I'm going for. Right? Yeah. I almost, when I, when, I, when I think about this chat approach, that's where I see things will get lost, so to speak. Because if I don't have 10 search results on a search result page, 
right? Where I can then myself make a decision on going to all of them or whatever kind of piques my interest, that will literally go away or would go away for, for the people, you mm-hmm. know, which limits the opportunity for companies that are not known, that are new to the market, because the point of entry for them will be very difficult. You know, they yep. might have to pay a lot to, to be picked up or they have to do certain things to be considered by the artificial intelligence to be suggested. What, what are your thoughts on that? I, th- I think that you hit it nail on the head, head on the nail. We'll, re-say that, we'll <laughs> restate that. I agree exactly. I think that um, I think there's two things that come out from mine. One from an SEO standpoint, because my background is, is SEO, mm-hmm. is that I think that PR now replaces link building. That, you know, getting a D30 link or D40 link on a website doesn't matter if it doesn't show up in, in an AI, right? So, so PR now becomes crucial to that. Mm-hmm. But also, but if you look at the, the infrastructure, if you go with my premise that there's three search engines now, there's ChatGTP, there's Bing, and there's Google. Mm-hmm. One of them relies for 95% of its income. Bing is under 5% of Microsoft and ChatGTP is going with a different model. Mm-hmm. If you use the Bing chat in ChatGTP, it's difficult to see where you insert paid ads. You mm-hmm. might get a sponsored ar- place around this, but on a typical results page, you get, you know, three, four, five paid spots, depending on the type of search. Right now, you've got the shopping feed. I mean, there could be, 10 yeah. to 15 paid spots. You can't get 10 to 15 paid spots in, in a, in a chat, which means the number of them are going to decrease and the cost of them is going to go higher. Yeah. And that's, that's where I see it. I, I don't see that, that changing. It's, that doesn't matter to Bing, as I said, because it's just such a small piece of, of their um, revenue. If I was Google, who have the third out of the three search engines, Bard is the worst of the three. If I was Google, I'd be really concerned about that. If we look at it on the flip side, though, it might reshuffle the entire search engine market, right? I mean, maybe Bing or a company that we don't even know of comes up with a model that actually allows the monetization. I mean, at the end of it, it's an advertising model and monetization yeah. has to happen, right? That, that comes up with a monetization model that still enables this discovery, so awareness, consideration, and, and, and action, you know, approach, mm-hmm. but uses that artificial intelligence to provide much more direct answers for that individual that is searching for information. You know? Yeah, I, I mean... I would like to see in this place, going back to this sort of personalized desktop search, mm-hmm. but if, if we use whichever one of these chat engines we like and it becomes personalized enough that would know that when you put in that you're looking for a search for a shirt, it mm-hmm. would know, oh, these are the three that Stefan likes. These are these brands. So let me just bring up these for you and let you, let me tell you what's going on with them. Yeah. Right. So. Personalized search that Alexa never got to, that Siri never got to, that Google tried to do, but never got to, right? You know, I could, I could envision a situation where that, and maybe it's like, Hey, these are the three that you like. And let me introduce another one that you might not be aware of, right? Mm-hmm. And then that starts to become really interesting where it's like, I've got my brand and I'm introducing something else based on your specific history. 
mm-hmm. and your preferences, and that, that can be really powerful. Yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned already Bing, right? And then Bing is the first major search engine to launch with an AI-powered chatbot. Mm-hmm. Any initial thoughts? I really like it. Um, as I said, once, once you've used it, it's like, huh, why would I, why would I go back to, to a search? You know, I was doing something as simple as we're looking to get a, a new car. My wife and I were having discussions. We're like, huh, we want an, you know, it's 2023. We want an EV model, not an SUV, a smallest, like, you know, what, what do we want? So go, go to Bing and it's like, ask Bing. You know what? What are the best ones? And then, then it, it it comes up with the top five, and it's like, okay, and these, you know, reported from current driver and Edmonds and something else. And it's like, well, I didn't have to go to all of those websites mm-hmm. to read it to find it. They miss out on all the traffic, but this is great for me because I've got to, I've got the answer really, really quickly, and now I have a starting point because I'm like, okay, these, you know. However, I phrase this, I get these two or three consistently, and now those become the ones that I, I go and I follow up on. So, I really like it because it gives me it gives me answers to the questions that I have, and I think that if you do that for for a week, and after a week, I was I was sold on it. I'm like, I, yeah, don't make me go search for an answer. Just give me the answer. It cuts out time. Right? I mean, yeah. you literally save time. As you said, you don't have to visit all of these websites. You know, you yeah. get an aggregated, you get aggregated information that helps you make a decision on where to, what to do next, basically. Yes, exactly. And, and you can take that with the plugins that's coming into like, um, you know, for restaurants and, and different stuff like that, where it's, you know, I don't have to go to Yelp. I don't, you know, check GDP and open table plugin comes in. And now, now I'm looking for what's the best Italian restaurant in Manchester, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. There you go. We're pulling all the reviews for everyone else. Here's the two, and these the rest. Here's what's open for you. Great, I'll do that. Yep. All that time this got saved. It would be phenomenal if I'm a restaurant in Manchester, New Hampshire that sells Italian food. I might be really concerned about it if I didn't come up in that search. <laughs> Of course. So what do you think a, an AI-powered chatbot will have on SEO and website traffic? I mean, you already hinted, you know, obviously, as when it's website traffic, they might actually see a decline in website traffic just because people don't necessarily have to go to the, to the website to, to get information. Yeah. So I, so this, this split that apart. Mm-hmm. Start with the website design. Companies invest an awful lot of money on that look and feel on their website. Mm-hmm. And they hope that, you know, that you'll come in and you'll follow the path that they've laid out. But if I'm a user and I become used to using chat to get answers to questions, I, when I come to your website, I want a chatbot. Have you done this? Right? If they come into our website in your school, university, have you, done, have you worked in higher ed? Bingo, yes, here's our case studies. Great, let me read them. How to find out about you. Everything else is just background noise. Nobody needs it. So I think this can have a really big impact on how websites are designed going forward. And for SEO, as I said, most of the talk about SEO is how you can pump out more content in a quicker period of time. But to me, it comes back to if you don't show up in the AI searches, it doesn't matter how much content you put out because users won't find you. 
so and the end result of that is you will get less website traffic and i think this second half of the year you know we're we're in we're in higher ed as i said finance i think these are places that will see significantly lower organic traffic in the second half of the year and then then they are now as this adoption comes out i mean content has been important as long as i can think about you know um, yeah since the beginning i mean if you don't have content on your website How are people supposed to find you because search engines can't index you and it can't kind of suggest your website for a specific search term? You said, obviously, you know, more content is probably, even stronger focus on content is probably one thing. But it also highlights what you just said. It's still, it's not just more content. It's about the right content and, and kind of doing enough research to identify what will help you get visible to these chatbots mm-hmm. um, and not just having a list in, in, an, in an old form search result page, basically, on an old form search result. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. It's in, so old way of doing SEO. So let's go back to Q4 of last year, right? We're going to use Mars, Ahrefs, pick, pick your tool of choice, and we're mm-hmm. going to generate keywords to go and target. Yep. What I would say in Q2 of, of 2023 is marketers should be going on these chatbots and, and working the way through all of these searches and seeing is what are the search phrases that will come up and then build content around that because, you know, just a simple one that says, you know, is, is ABC Corp a reputable company? Mm-hmm. Bing chat will rearrange that to reviews of ABC company. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, well, that's not the term. Actually, the term is reviews. And if you don't enter the term, you won't know that. So now you need to figure that out and say, okay, now I need content around reviews and where is it going to be? So, you know, I think that something that all marketers should be doing is go, go spend a day or two, work your way through each one's different and look and see what are the suggested phrases and terms going down your funnel. What's the top of the funnel? that the AI says, these are all the related terms. Mm-hmm. And then as you said, now look and see is, am I showing up for it? Yep. And if I'm not, why not? What's, you know, what's my middle of the funnel? What's my bottom of the funnel? And then how can I optimize my content around that? And now it becomes really, really key. That's a great last point, actually. Um, unfortunately, we come to the end of today's podcast episode. David, um, thank you so much for joining me on the Performance About Podcast and having this discussion with me about, you know, what does chat GPT and the AI world, what are they going to do in a search environment, search marketing environment? Now, if people want to find out more about you and Sosimus, um, how can they get in touch? Um, so my email address is dwilson, W-I-L-S-O-N at Zosimus, Z-O-Z-I-M-U-S dot com. Um, or they can find me on LinkedIn at um, David Wilson. Sounds good. As always, we'll leave that information in the show notes. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like the performance of our podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at SymphonicHQ. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.